Welcome to CalCast, your creator national podcast. God Network News, Episode 98. Welcome, GNN fans, to another episode of God Network News, the podcast that tells you what God's doing around the world, not what CNN tells you, but what GNN tells you is going on in the world. If you're tired of listening to all of that crisis network news and you want to hear what God's doing, well, give us a listen. Welcome once again, God Network News fans, to another episode that is part of a new series that my wife and I were able to record and interview some incredible stories from the Middle East. We were able to meet with several workers uh, doing church planting work in the region and just ministering to people. And wow, what amazing things that God is doing amongst Arabs in the Middle East. It's incredible. And I want to bring this to you as a series so the next 12 episodes will be testimonies from these uh, incredible workers that are doing amazing miracles through the power of God as they pray for people's needs and seeing people come to Christ. So without further ado, I want to launch right into the next episode in this wonderful set of stories. Once again, my lovely wife, Carol, will be leading this interview. And we have Andrew and his gorgeous wife, Kate. She's gorgeous. And your handsome husband, Andrew. Yeah, great. And so she's going to be uh, doing a, a little interview with them on their ministry and what things the Lord's been teaching them. So Calvin and I have had the privilege of traveling through the Middle East for the last month. It's been like a five-nation tour. It started out with a consultation of workers of the Arabian Peninsula and hearing some wonderful stories. And as we travel and travel to places, it's dusty, it's dry. We're surrounded with people in their long garbs and their exotic spices. And so all those sights and sounds of the Middle East have filled our mind. But what most fills our minds is the promise of God that he's going to bring living water, springs of living water. Yeah. And, yeah. and we've seen yeah. that living water is the workers here who are sharing the life-giving waters That's of the right. gospel message. And so I just wanted to ask Andrew and Kate more questions about what are some of those uh, words of life that they've seen that um, God's given to them that opens up the hearts and that they've seen, wow, these thirsty souls have been open to the life-giving words of Christ. So what are some tips and bridges that people who would be coming into this region could learn 
uh, from your experience of, of how to share the gospel with uh, this majority people? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm thinking back to, you just said, like, what are the words of life that we speak to people? And truly in this part of the world, um, the, the most identifying quality of God is not necessarily that he's loving. And so when we talk about God loving us, um, we have, we have noticed that that can often be a huge open door into people's hearts. And I'm thinking back to one particular conversation I had with a local friend and we were, we were talking about God and who he was and our identity based on that. And I said, can I tell you my perspective of God? And she said, okay. I said, I don't think it's that God can love. I think it's that God is love. And I said, I think that the problem, if it, if God can love, and she interrupted me and she said, she said, if God can love, then he can't love. And I was like, I think that's exactly right. I was like, but if God is love, then everything he does for us is for our good. And so that we are loved by him. And she was like, how did you come up with that idea? And I was like, well, it's written in the New Testament. It's written in the teachings of Jesus. And she goes, I have never heard that before. And so that just allowed us to have this whole conversation about the love of God. And to me, I'm like, that is at the middle of everything. Mm -hmm. So that's been yeah, an that's amazing right. conversation piece that we have with a lot of our Muslim friends. That's very good. Very good. That's amazing. Yeah. And so true. Yeah. Yeah, I would um, just add to that. I've had uh, similar similar conversations, uh, just quoting that First John four eight verse where it says God is love. Um, and yeah, just at the end of the day, the God revealed in Jesus is just so much better than the God revealed in the Quran or mm -hmm. through the teachings of Muhammad. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I meet with local friends and uh, many of whom have yet to fully um, give their lives to Jesus. But just after every conversation I leave, just thinking, uh, just so full of faith, it's only a matter of time till they just fully realize like the God revealed in Jesus Christ is so much better than the, the God that they are serving. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, the God who, who calls himself a father, you know, is so much better than uh, just this master who is up in the sky, uh, just testing you all the time, waiting for you to screw up and just a lot of things that my local friends believe. So um, focusing on that has been super helpful in moments. Um, and then also uh, one thing that I think has been super important um, in the area of evangelism is uh, just going after the supernatural. Um, oftentimes uh, in Muslim culture, all the people are just, they're trained in school, just the the rebuttals, the answers to to respond to you when you say Jesus died on the cross to save you or, or whatever. They, they have the Islamic answers to say, no, that actually wasn't Jesus who died on the cross. And when you just go argument to argument, it can often just not go anywhere. Um, but it really gets their attention if they get healed or if they get a prophetic word or if mm -hmm. there's something that's experiential that happens uh, to them, it really catches their attention. So that is just something I would really encourage people coming to this part of the world uh, to really go after. I I grew up uh, just knowing nothing about the Holy Spirit, not going after any of the um, gifts of the Spirit or anything like that. Really, until I got out here onto the field, I started going after it. So I say that to say you don't have to be some special person, you know, who grew up in a very charismatic church um, or anything like that. I would just say if you're coming out here, just really 
pursue praying for the sick, really pursue just trying to hear God's voice for others. Uh, just pursue asking, you know, do you have any, you know, gin, they call, they call the demonic over here, gin. Do you have any gin you need to be delivered from? Mm -hmm. Um, and you'll begin to see, you know, and hear people saying, yes, I do need a deliverance from that. Can you help? And, I just have, you know, a story out here. I had never been involved in any deliverances at all, but I offered it um, one night saying to a local friend, um, if you have any friends or family who need to be delivered from demons, uh, let me know. And he turned around and said to me, uh, I need to be delivered from mm -hmm. demons. Can you can you help me? And I was pretty shocked. I was like, I, was wow. like, I don't think I was ready for right here right now with you mm, uh, but anyway so it was my first experience and i just went for it and jesus completely showed up and this guy got totally free from demons wow. and it was just yeah these moments just really provide um they just catch their the people's attention a little yeah. bit more um than just an argument you know so yeah so it's about power encounters you know that's that's really where it's uh at and it's interesting because um, when you look at this from an anthropological standpoint, you know, there's a famous anthropologist, Christian anthropologist, uh, Paul Hebert, Dr. Paul Hebert, that called this the flaw of the excluded middle. What it is, is it's where people are living. It's where reality is for them on a day-to-day -day basis. It's not this high religion of the great by and by or where are you going to end up you know, and that kind of thing that they're concerned about. It's like the day-to-day -day thing that's happening. Right. Can Jesus help me, you know, to overcome yeah. this spiritual force? Can he help me with my classes, you know, in, in university or, you know, these kind of things? And often we, as as cross-cultural missionaries, we miss this middle, yeah. which is the most important for people. Mm. And where you're, what you're saying is, do you have anything in this area you need prayer that you need God to come into and do something miraculous. Yeah. And that is the power of, of what you're talking about. It's, yeah. it's really tremendous. And I think it's something that it's excluded. That's why he says in his article, the flaw of the excluded middle for a lot cross coastal missionaries, they don't go there. They don't yeah. explore that. They don't take authority over those things. Yeah. So that's amazing. Yeah. And yeah. And just to add to that, it's just for a little Bible reference. It's just it's the end of the book of Mark. It says that, you know, signs and wonders confirm the word that was spoken. Um, so I'm just like if signs and wonders are available for us to, you know, to see God do in people's lives and it confirms the word that that we speak, the gospel that we preach. Um, why not go after it? Because um, yeah. it, it really has been yeah. just a powerful confirmation that, again, just makes them think like, okay, I, I've heard the argument, but but I'm actually experiencing something in yeah. the here and now, yeah. real in my heart. I had pain and now I don't. What what do I do with this? Yeah, exactly. You know, so yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. cool.